What's up, everybody? It's the HB Hose back, Sam and Maddie, your hosts. Um, I went on a hiatus to Europe, so sorry, these episodes are coming out a little bit late. Um, but you know, we're catching up now. Uh, lots to talk about in all things House of the Dragon. So today we're gonna be going over House of the Dragon season one, episode five. We light the way. Yes. yes. Okay. Perfect. Yes. And on that note of being on a hiatus, again, we're hoes. Different area codes. Yeah. Really so, a hiatus, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Live your best life. Uh, but anyways, the episode House of the Dragon. Um, I guess we should just start with overall thoughts. I'll say it was a lot of context. There is some stuff that happens, but I felt like there was a lot of dialogue, a lot of like context, backstory, that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm happy that we did get that because we don't really get a lot of that. And then with all of the time jumps that we're having in this season, uh, any context any amount of context is good because you know, we really need it to see like the character and relationship development. So um, yeah, they definitely focused on that this episode, obviously the um, you know, the episode really comes to a head at the end with the wedding, which was half of the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll spend the most time talking about that because that was really where all the, the yeah. dialogue and most of that happened, but we'll just kind of go through uh, piece by piece chronologically and and yeah share thoughts as we go yeah so we open the scene with uh lady Rhea who is Damon's wife Mm -hmm. and she's on horseback talking to who I thought was her father first but later on in the episode we find out that it's her cousin his name is Sir Gerald um and they're just kind of like you know chopping it up and talking about just like what they're doing for the day and and he's like oh like do you you like want to hang out basically and she's like no dude like I'm good and she just rides off on her horse Mm -hmm. who is she met with when she rides off on her horse Damon yeah the dark horse horse. (laughs) yeah the dark horse Mm -hmm. Uh, a hooded Damon um and they also banter a bit about their marriage and their she's really taking jabs at him she yeah clearly hates this man like, yeah she's like what are sometimes. you doing in the yeah, veil like, why, why the are, are you back here get out of my sight yeah yeah uh so it's interesting because they do mention that um he never consummated the marriage i think probably because she didn't want to but still interesting it, it means it's not a legitimate marriage yeah technically yeah technically uh, and then they have some more words and I don't know if he made the horse buck cause he scared it. He, I, I, yeah, it was kind of unclear as were quite a few things in this episode with the altercations, but, um, yeah, I think he, he did something to the horse where it flipped backwards and, you know, and yeah, she, she lands on like, her back hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's hurt and he walks away. Well, I think he, he steps on her wrist first. Yeah. Just very power move, uh, walks away and she calls him a craven, which I looked up because it was said in a previous episode when Rhaenyra is courting, she's like on her courting tour and the little kid kills the older guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the guy had called him a craven. So I looked it up. It means coward. So she calls him a coward and Damon picks up 
the stone. Yes. And they don't show anything, but it's alluded to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I did want to mention, I think I'm going to start doing this in, in future episodes is, um, you know, I didn't read the books personally, but I am very much involved in the conversations online with people that have. And, um, so noting the differences between the show and the books, I think is going to be, I think that's interesting. So I'll just, you know, note them going forward, but the one of the differences between this particular situation and the way that it was in the book is that in the book it just says that Lady Rhea um, died from a you know a horse like a fall off a horse. It doesn't ever actually say that Damon was involved at all. So that's mm-hmm. something that the show runners added in for this. So yeah, maybe for the plot. Yeah, I know, right? So they really are. I think when it comes to Damon really painting him out to be bad, um, like the, the bad, unpredictable, you never know where he's, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of like self, um, self-interested person, which I don't think is wrong, but I also think that he's a lot more complex than they're leading him out. You know, they're making him out to be. We have Um, no idea about his childhood yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know. So that's really just like my overall thoughts about him. And we'll talk about Damon more as he comes into the episode later. Um, but then we're, I think if I'm not mistaken, we're cut, we cut right to Varys and Rhaenyra in the carriage. They're on their way. Well, they're basically, uh, that's actually a little bit later, but they're, they're basically on the ship sailing to Driftmark. They don't say it, but I, put that in the notes because I was like okay like I get it that's where they're going mm-hmm. it's a quick scene nothing that important um but it cuts then to Allison saying goodbye to her father which I thought was kind yes. of significant yep um, is one thing that I wrote in my notes because they're just having a conversation about like him leaving what she's gonna do what she's gonna need to do to survive and just make it in this world alone and being the queen uh you know, he wants her to prepare Aegon to rule. And in quotes, he says, the king will die. And he says some other shit. And then he says, either you prepare Aegon to rule or you cleave to Rhaenyra and pray for her mercy. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, that's good advice. That's that's good <laughs> advice. Yeah, really as much as I... Advice. Yeah. Um, Otto... Uh, if you guys have listened to the first four episodes, um, we hate him. We call him Big Toe because he is uh, very much like Littlefinger. So Big Toe, Littlefinger. Um, so, uh, but I mean, honestly, I can't fault him for that. I think that he, it just expects the worst out of everybody and is trying to help her. Clearly, we know Rhaenyra, you know, we have an omniscient view, so we know that Rhaenyra wouldn't ever purposefully do anything to hurt Alicent or or her siblings because they are her siblings so you know but Otto is just trying to protect his daughter here especially now that he is you know basically just sent off and it's not just for Alicent like yes it's to spare Alicent's life and safety but her children like that's going to be very painful for her too he says to secure for Renera to secure her claim to the throne she will have to put Allison's children to the sword and by like and basically he says she'll have no other choice and you know like 
they don't know that now because they're young and naive, but he's correct. Yeah, no, tr- that's true. And we see that, especially in, um, you know, Game of Thrones, for those that have watched Game of Thrones are familiar with that because when Joffrey, when his, um, uh, I don't know the right word for it, but when basically when, you know, the rumor came out that Cersei and, and Jamie were actually Joffrey's real parents and that he wasn't truly a Baratheon, Cersei made an order or Joffrey made, we don't really know who made the order, but let's say both of them made the order to go and kill all of Robert's bastards, Mm -hmm. you know? So even just because they at any point, you know, are a threat. So I think that that's, you know, we, we already see that that's how things work in this world from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I know that we hate Big Toe, but I do think like, he does care about one thing and it's his daughter. And like, yeah. I'm, I'm here for that. So mm-hmm. um, we cut back to them arriving at Driftmark and mm-hmm. Lena and Lenore are there to receive the king instead of Lord Corliss, Corliss. the father, yes. which, you know, disrespectful. Definitely. Um, one thing that I want to note about that is that, you know, Viserys doesn't even say anything about it it's actually you know his hand that says mm-hmm. you know what the fuck are you doing like Corlys yeah, should be out I, here you know obviously we talked about this Viserys is a little bit like avoidant yes. but I'm also I kind of just think like it's his older age and experience he's like you know what he's this just, is petty yeah like I'll just come petty. inside dude mm-hmm. yeah seriously I think that he is just sick and tired, like yes. both separately. But yeah. you know, he's just he's like, I think, yeah, he's just done with the confrontation. He's done with the bullshit. We saw that um at Egon's name day, just mm-hmm. how dismissive he was being with everyone, the politicking and all that. He's just over it. I think, yeah. you know, I if if he didn't have to die to not be on the throne, he would have given it up already, I feel definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then he, he's just like, fuck it. I don't care. You know, they go inside and then he's greeted by Corliss and Rainus. Um, and one thing that I just want to note about that is she's so cute when she's excited and runs up to him, but then she feels that he's literally missing a hand. (laughs) So, um, and the, the look of shock on her face, God, this actress is good. I think we're going to get a lot of really, really good things from her. Um, but that, I like I noted that because I was like wow she she did a really good job playing that I think just like the holy shit like you really are just deteriorating in front of our own eyes yeah yeah, yeah that actually happens a little bit later you know how fucking oh, sorry. Yeah, with these episodes. no it's fine <laughs> but that is something that I also noted and you know it's something that Corliss also noted because the king coughs in front of him when he like goes to bow like it, it's a whole thing but um I also wanted to say, just for architecture's sake, uh, one thing that I really liked about Driftmark, um, and they're not the same, but because it's like right on the water and it's a castle, it was kind of like, it reminded me of El Morro in Puerto Rico. And I was like, oh, like this is cool and like similar. And I wonder if like they drew upon just like ideas about like castles being on like edges of water I don't know it was that was cool I liked it I was very it was very enjoyable um 
So anyways, uh, they cut back to um, Lady Allison in the garden and she is with Lord Laris, mm-hmm. who I'm a little a bit annoyed. I'm not going to shit on them because it's their first season, but I feel like some of this is happening fast and some of the characters are being introduced quickly and like I'm not getting enough background. We'll talk more about that later, but like Lord Laris, I think he was in a previous episode, but um he seems like to pop out of nowhere and have like this connection with Allison. I was like, "Oh, like what? Like yeah. who is this?" Yeah, he gives me major Rasputin vibes. Um, (laughs) Seriously, like I'm going to come in and overthrow the entire Romanov family and just separate. And we see that starting in this scene. It's our first introduction to him and he's just clearly the villain, right? So Yeah, and it's like, it's the scene is like, I didn't take too many notes here. Um, The scene is definitely kind of like he is... Like he's telling her something about being like an outsider and there's a flower growing there. And he says, you know, this flowers from Bravos, like it shouldn't be growing here. You like it, you're similar to the flower, like we're similar to this flower. We're outsiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, like it's just like very sneaky and scandalous. And then he drops the. Well, you know, like I hope Rainier is feeling better because, you know, like the maester of the king brewed a special tea for her which he knew that would let allison know that she lied to um allison uh, that renee lied to allison about having sex basically that tea was a plan b yeah basically it was the plan b tea it's plan b cocktail oh my Um, god plan b tea stop that's fucking great (laughs) um (laughs) yeah so i mean the thing is i thought about that immediately and i was like okay this makes rhaenyra look really bad but the thing is is her dad she told her dad that she didn't do anything and he sent it anyways Mm -hmm. so whether or not she had done something she was still going to get sent the tea so that doesn't it, it doesn't necessarily corroborate um anything like proven it's more like he's putting seeds of doubt in Allison's head very big seeds of doubt in her head um it isn't until later that she actually starts digging into it but Mm -hmm. um yeah so he knows what he's doing he's wedging you know I literally wrote in my notes with a sad face because I was rooting for Allison and I know I was shitting all the Reddit users and all the Twitter users. And I told them to flame me and they would be so right to flame me because I, I also want to flame you Uh, Yeah, (laughs) as you should. I literally wrote the beginning of her villain era with a sad face. I was so like, again, this is it's just heartbreaking because they were besties it just makes me so sad I'm like oh my god I also think that like they were weirdly in love with each other so I'm like this is just no I, I hate mean, it. if you aren't weirdly in love with your best friend is it really your best friend is that is true question. but like I wanted it to be even more LGBT than that because yeah it just felt that way I was like god like y'all are in love in love and now she has to fuck your dad and have yeah. his baby Ugh. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it, it, no, it's, it, but it's true. So yeah, this is really the beginning of the, that, you know, it cracking with Allison. I think it already, and then it was, she kind of got tumbled on 
uh, in this episode with everything that's happening, her dad leaving all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, Rhaenyra having that conversation with her last episode, um, you know, and just begging her to be true. In my opinion, very holier than thou and just like, stop yeah. playing stepmom. It's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and clearly sign of the times. Right. But like, <laughs> it, you know, it just, it, she just, the way that she acts sometimes just skeeves me out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so she's, she's getting a lot of shit on her right now and she feels very alone. You know, she's officially the only high tower left in King's Landing. So, and surrounded by nothing but Targaryens and Valerians. And so, you know, I, I understand the solitude and how, you know, you, you, are finally, or from what we've seen, and I really, this is one critique that I have of the show thus far, wish that they spent more time on the relationship building and the characters and because they're so complex, these relationships are so complex. And I wish that we got to see more of Rhaenyra and Alicent and how they've developed over the years since the marriage to Viserys, because we see it from episode three to episode four, there's totally different relationship between the two of them. And episode four, we're starting to see that they're kind of coming around with, you know, Renee is coming around to Allison a little bit yes. more. And then by the end of it, it's, you know, the big confrontation about Renee's sex life. Um, but I, I just wish that we got more into that throughout. Like, I, I wish that we had more time for it, but I agree. Um, you know, if, if we're judging based off that episode, uh, you know, we, we know that Allison and Rhaenyra are on better terms now, but now Allison is like, she feels like Rhaenyra pulled the rug again. Yeah. Right? She feels betrayed a little yeah, bit because yeah. she was you know, lied to. Feels lied to. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's difficult because, uh, I am fucking great a feminist and I'm like, you should not be judging anyone else's sexual endeavors whatsoever we're literally the hb hoes i'm just yeah. like it's you know time. so it's and it, and it it is the times i get that but it is hard to see another woman you know one woman knocking down another one oh, like it's, it's really it's, difficult to watch that it's the most horrible thing to watch in life it yeah. truly is yep. it really so yeah um i i'm oh god i'm i'm still rooting for allison's I really am like, I want them to come back to one another. I'm hoping this happens. I think this is super wishful thinking. Cause yeah, like, oh, yeah Madison, you someone's going to die. Yeah. 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 Madison is, and has always been a chronic glutton for punishment. So I think that having also like, about this, the dream. Yeah. I'm a dreamer, baby. Yeah. It's <laughs> punishment for a realist. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, okay. So what happened next? Okay. So then we actually move on to the scene where Viserys does see Lord Corliss in the chambers. And we talked about it a little bit. They do notice that he's sick. But one thing I want to mention again, a sign of the times patriarchy. They did not let Rhaenyra and Lena in. And Lena was so cool about it. She was like, come, come on, cousin. Let's, let's go have some fucking tea. Let's go have some tea. Fuck these assholes. Yeah. Like I knew it, it was a quick scene, but it pissed me off. I was like, fuck all y'all. Like they're literally princesses. Exactly. Like Rhaenyra will be the queen one day. Like respect on her name. So I, I did not love that. Um, you know, just, just shitty as pre, 
Well, uh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, so then we they talk a little bit just about um the marriage, right? Is that's what Viserys goes into his chambers for, proposes yes, uh, that he wants to marry Lenore and Rhaenyra. Uh, yeah. Rhaenyra. Yes. Um it's kind of like a way to say sorry for not marrying Lena when she was 12. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God that didn't happen. But um, yeah, so that uh, they kind of do a little bit of um, bartering, if you will, back and forth, yeah, you know, a little uh, about the family names and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, but then they come to a conclusion. I think that they're both happy with. And then after this, is it when we immediately jump to Viserys leaves and Corliss and Rainus are talking about it? Because I think that that conversation is actually the more interesting part of this thing. Well, yeah. And right before we get to that, actually, it's um, Ra- uh, Rhaenyras and Lena on the beach. They're actually discussing. Oh, yes. Yeah first and it's just like a little candid conversation like hey like I know this isn't our desires but like we'll do it for duty and like Rhaenyra is very open she's like listen I'm cool with you doing what you want and I don't know does she already know that he is yeah Yeah. so So that's why she said you know she says forgive me for saying you know she's trying to tiptoe around it because she doesn't want to come off hot but she does no, it's, you know, I think everybody oh. kind of knows. Okay. So she says that he's gay, but she, the metaphor that she used, I thought was really sweet and cute. She was like, you know, some people prefer goose to duck. I prefer duck because yeah. it's blah, blah, blah. I thought that was really sweet and tender. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to put it out there, but I just like, I thought we were kind of tiptoeing around it. I was like, we're, we're spoilers. We're spoiling this shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jesus. We always forget to spoiler alert in the beginning. Sorry guys. Spoiler alert. Like do not listen to this. If you haven't watched the episode or any of the season yet, because we're letting it all out. Yeah. We're um, discussing. Yes. So yeah, she already knows they kind of come up with a mutual agreement that they'll fulfill their duties together, but they are in an open, it will be in completely open marriage mm-hmm. and, and they support one another as just yes. like life partners. Yes. Which I think is beautiful. And I love that for them. Um, it felt super progressive for a game of Thrones. It really theory. was progressive. And I think that it kind of goes to show that I think the next crop, the next generation is going to be more progressive and is going to be different than their fathers and mothers before them because we're already seeing such differences i mean besides alicent she's the only one their age that is not progressive at all um yeah. but i mean look at big toe you know he probably because he was just a just like straight and narrow kind of guy but yeah um yeah so i think that's gonna be interesting to see them unfold as adults having a more progressive attitude and how they rule or go about coming to rule you know in those days so um that's gonna be excited I love Rhaenyra being progressive like that I love that Damon is the one that made her like dick thirsty oh my god I know (laughs) she's like um there is a um there's a, I'm trying to find it in my notes, another phrase that's used later on. Oh, cunt struck. Oh my God. I, I know that was so funny. So funny. 
like forever in my forever in my vocabulary I'm going to be using dick thirsty and construct because like that's what everyone is and it's like it's about time we just admit that and have fun it's true so um we cut back uh to Viserys leaving the chambers of Lord Corliss and Rhaenys and they go on to discuss um Lenore's true nature which is being gay you know uh and it's I think it's I don't know if this is uh like I don't know it was kind of fucked up but I think it was also sweet at the same time like the dad is kind of trying to rationalize because Lenore is so young yeah Yeah. and I feel like a lot of people have probably done that I'm sure yeah like like, he's just experimenting he'll figure it out yeah yeah I thought that was like kind of a like a relatable parenting thing yeah Um, especially from like a dad who you know is probably not close because the mom was like hey like no dude I've been watching like (laughs) Uh, but I I thought it was like a cute just parental conversation that like happens in life for people Mm -hmm. so I was like oh like that was a nice little human moment um yeah but they are worried. They're like, oh, like, you know, he's he's gay and she's not. So like, how the fuck is well, this? Yeah. So and I think that that was how they the conversation started. But then it really ended. And I think in on a more serious note of because, you know, the thing is, I'm like, OK, if you're gay, whatever we've yeah, seen it before, it. like they, it's, they'll work it out. They're fine. They're both young. Like they can do what they want. Um, but I think that uh, it turns into a more serious note when Rainus is talking about how uh, the realm will not accept Rhaenyra as their queen and he, Lenor is well, going to be, either. you know, attached to her now yeah. until one of them dies. So like, it, you know, I think that she's more so worried about that. But then again, it's kind of like the whole Allison thing that we've said before. Are you going to deny the king? Like when he requests something? No. Right. So they have to deal with it but their you know their ears are up about it for sure because you know it is a really big threat to to Lenor himself yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah like that's the thing Rainus knows that um the realm will gun for Rhaenyra's succession to the throne Mm-hmm. Uh, because she is a woman and I it, god honestly I just like loved Corliss in this moment I feel like he was trying really hard to be like sweet and understanding through all of it he was like oh like the crown should have been on your head and she's like but it wasn't and it's yeah. not because the realm didn't want that for me and like I've moved past that like that shit is old news to me but you know like you're you're right like this is why we need to be wary as much as like I even think I remember her having that conversation in a previous episode with Rhaenyra, like, hey, men are not going to accept you. As harsh as it was, it still felt protective to me. I was like, hey, like she's she's just trying to put you on right now and like let you know exactly how people are going to respond to you as a woman. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yes. And I think like, you know. Oh God, they're about to go through some shit. They're yeah. About to- um, yeah, for sure. Uh so on the next scene, uh are we back on the ship? Um because I wanna I wanna get to that. E- hang on a second. I'm just looking at my notes. Sorry, y'all. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So actually, really quickly, Lenor discusses his fate with his little gay boyfriend, who I think his name is something Joffrey, Sir Joffrey. Joffrey. Yep. Yeah, we got that later in the episode, but right before that, when I didn't know his name, it was just little gay boyfriend. So that's what I'll refer yes. to him as <laughs> for the rest of this. Um, but yes, we are back on the boat, and this is when Sir Kristen confesses his love for Renera. Love for Renera and oh. asks her to give up her position and run away so uh, god you know it's almost like when something is going so good like a fling and then one person catches feelings I know it's you can't help it but it's almost like damn it's ruined now and that's exactly what it is, is it's fucking ruined and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when he was saying it, I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. He's so nice. And I was a Kristen stand so hard, so hard. I love me a Dornish man anyways. And that he was just, he's just beautiful and kind and all of these things. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it. <sighs> I we both let out sighs after just talking about like what happened in the scene because it honestly like I actually felt really moved by it the first time I watched it I was like oh my god like this was really beautiful I am compelled if I was Rhaenyra I would have been compelled Mm -hmm. uh but then I'm sorry. I'll just read my note. Uh, I just said, sir, I am heir to the throne. What the fuck you thinking, ho? I know, honestly. And it's just like, I mean, he, I don't think he was coming out like the side of his face saying these things because she has always complained about her duty. But now she realizes that she has a lot of privilege in Mm -hmm. her position and she can live a good life. And with Lenor, that is the that's the best kind of relationship that she can be in. That's the best person that she can marry because it's just convenient. It's so convenient. Their families already know each other. There's no, there's, there's no negativity around it whatsoever until later, but you know, it's, it's a very convenient marriage opportunity. So it's, it's a good opportunity that she has in this. So why would she say now, why would she give everything up? She's having a good time finally. For the first time, this girl oh. is getting some. So, yeah. like, you know, she just needed to tap into the dick a little bit. And now she's oh. on board. I so, and I think Viserys probably knows that. And he's like, yeah. well, she's being compliant for the first time ever. Exactly. So, whatever's happening is working. And, you know, so, but he wasn't wrong in what he said about, you know, you have always complained about your duties, give yeah. it up and let's go away. And I thought that it was really sweet. And I kind of like, held my breath the entire time because I'm like I know she's gonna say no but this is so nice and how is he gonna take it um and I really thought that he was gonna take it better than he did he took I'll it just bad. say he took it so <laughs> bad terribly oh, God. oh um, I'm sorry no. really fast I skipped right over this in my notes and I'm mad that I did <laughs> Um, the fucking, just right before the scene when, you know, Lenor is telling his little gay boyfriend about his fate, I wrote in my notes, ugh, the gay boy wrestle. Why is this, why is this a trope and is it bad? Like, I I like it every time. Am I toxic? 
I, th- I no seriously I think you know I haven't really gotten too much into the Twitter Reddit um about the you know the just overall opinions about this LGBT you know introduction to House of the Dragon but um I would say from the bit of headlines that I've seen people aren't into it and I don't know if it's the wrestle I don't know, but it is such a fucking trope with gay men movies, you know, they're just always wrestling, but I think I love it. I think it's adorable. It gives me very call me by your name. Um, you know, and I love that. So I'm here for it. I thought that they were very cute together. I thought it was cute too. I liked it. I would like to hear people's opinions about that trope though. And I was thinking about reading about it because I was like, oh, I wonder if someone's written about it already. Anyway, sorry everyone for that interjection. Uh, but to go back to Sir Kristen and Rhaenyra on the boat, um, he took it bad. He took her response bad. And it sucked because I know she didn't want to answer that way. Like the way her eyes shot down, like I could tell she was feeling bad and guilty. Like, I don't yeah. want to say no to you, but I do have a duty and I do have a life that can, af- can afford me to ha- still be with you. Yeah. And he was, he was like, so to be your fucking whore. Oh my gosh. When he said that, I was like, is that not your dream? But I think Kristen is a very honorable person. And I think that, you know, him remaining a white cloak and supposed like he's supposed to be celibate or, you know, he signed whatever, however you say it, but he's, he's supposed to be celibate. He's not supposed to be with her at all. Um, in fact, it's like a fucking mortal sin, you know, for him to be with her. So I think that knowing he already feels guilty about that. Um, and so thinking her, you know, proposing do this for the rest of our lives, like, because I don't even think that Rhaenyra, like, I think that she really liked him. I think it was just more, I don't know. She just, she just got the dick. I mean, like she just got into dick itself and it's a big world out there. So, (laughs) so I think, you know, her proposing that, I think he felt like it was a slap in the face because he's like, Oh, you want me to do this forever. You want me to live dishonorably forever for you and for your convenience. Yeah. So I literally like, I think he felt like she was kind of bratty and spoiled I felt like that was kind of his reaction like you have this spoiled life that you can do this but it's not gonna make me happy yeah Yeah. and to be breaking my oath yeah it was shitty so um yes okay about it but like her song right after it was like sad and shitty yeah oh no god why do I want to call her Allison right now Rhaenyra fucking a yeah yeah oh okay what's next so i'm um, so excited to get to the wedding that like i'm sorry if it sounds like i'm rushing maddie but we have so much to talk about with this damn wedding no it's fine um so allison summons Kristen to question Ramira and damon but his idiot ass thinks She's questioning him about him and Rhaenyra and he gives himself up. I think, oh gosh, Kristen. First 48, he's fucked. Gosh, he, it's just, I just wrote down, 
you're breaking my heart. And really, God, what a disappointing fucking scene on all accounts. Alicent fact checking, which I get it, but I'm also like, you passive aggressive, like sneaky bitch calling in this person to, to, you know, it's just, and of course he has to listen. And of course he's feeling guilty. She doesn't know this, right? Like that he's actually in love with her, but, um, you know, he's feeling guilty. So he's just like, fuck it. Like I'm already, I've already fucked up. I already broke my vows. Like I already did all this stuff. So like, what good is any of it now? I think he's just really like given up. And so by the end of him, even confessing, he says, you know, if I can ask one thing, please don't torture me, just be me essentially, because he already assumes like I'm going to die anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, when you think about it and the situation, just going back to the conversation with Rhaenyra, it's, you know, when you think about a, a night of, you know, the King's guard breaking a vow like that, the sentence is death. Gross. So it's like, it's not just him feeling dishonorable and guilty. He also knows that if this was to ever come out, he would die, you know? Right, right. So it's, it, it's, it's literally his life on the line. I don't think Rhaenyra realizes it's, you know, she knows that that's the rule, but I think that she knows that she would never say anything so she doesn't take that seriously, you know, yeah. she, and maybe it's, you know, an immaturity thing on her account too with that. But, um, so yeah, that kind that conversation really puts it into perspective, how serious he takes it and how serious the rules actually are. Um, and then Allison just dismisses him and he is shocked. Well, right. And I think, you know, first of all, Allison is shocked. She literally turns away from him because she is like, what? Like I thought, she fucked Damon like she literally had to turn away so he couldn't see how like in shock she was like she was hiding that for a reason you know and then when she turned back around she just let him go he was shocked but obviously you know I believe that she did that because she was like okay that's blackmail that she can utilize if she needs it plus like now he can serve her at her will because she over him if she needs it yeah so actually it's funny that you thought her motives were less pure and I thought of them as more pure because I was thinking she's well, not going to sentence this man to death to begin with until mm. he gave himself up and then I think she- that it was the opposite I think that she was trying to get information on Rhaenyra and figure that out not to necessarily use against her but just to put herself in the I'm sorry guys um put her oh my god Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, uh, not to, uh, not to use information against her, but to, um, just give herself, like, just figure out the truth for herself. Yes. Um, you know, but then I think that once Kristen admits it and how honest and forthcoming he is, I think that I was thinking Allison isn't going to sentence this man to death and she is not going to tell Viserys and she, Yes, she has the information that she needs now, but I really don't think, you know, you could see it on his face that he was in love with her, like, and that he was hurting because that happened. He felt very guilty about it. And so I think that in that moment for me, I saw Allison as like, she's still a human. I hate her, but she's not, she's not evil. She's not just going to kill someone just to kill someone, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Okay. Yeah. And so we move on to um, 
they cut to Viserys like in a room basically his arm is rotted and the two like doctor people are working on there's like the maester and there's another guy I think his name is Orwell uh and and the like the younger the grasshopper if you will uh says he might have an herbal concoction that would be better suited for the king like in his sickness but the maester insists on using leeches because that's like what works for Viserys and that's what he likes um he asks for the queen it's kind of like a short scene and I think he also uh is asking the guy god I always forget his name it's the one that he made his hand after Otto um um don't know his oh, name geez yeah can't remember his name we all know who we're talking about he's a fan favorite for sure yeah but he asks him like what kinds of king he'll be remembered as he's just kind of like in his sickness being like oh like will they remember me as good or bad because he hasn't like done any huge conquers or anything like that nothing significant has happened in his ruling and and the guy is based his his right hand is basically like well some might say it will be just like it was good fortune and like you carried Jaharis's like peace or some shit like that mm-hmm. I don't know it was very quick kind of understated uh we'll see if it comes back and it's important probably this is Game of Thrones for crying out loud yeah well I mean I don't know they seem to be skipping over quite a bit I really don't think this this show is going to be anywhere near as detail-oriented as um Game of Thrones was but here's hoping uh but yes noting all of those little nuances um because absolutely could come back um and be you know notable moments later well I just thought it was kind of significant that he asked what kind of king will I be remembered as and I think you know we've already discussed what kind of king we see him as yeah you know like he I do think he's a good king but I do think you're right like fearful avoidance a little bit you know like he's not the most general like he's not the most ferocious he's not the most cruel so like I think it's significant that he asked just something to know Mm -hmm. um but anyways moving on to the best part the wedding celebrations begin bitches and hoes let's go oh gosh oh my gosh so crazy so um all of my notes besides Kristen breaking my heart, um, were from this wedding and, uh, it's a very notable time. Uh, so one of the first things that I noticed actually is that Rhaenyra where she's sitting, um, is, you know, she's not sitting on the throne, but when you're looking at her straight on, the throne is right behind her. So Mm -hmm. it was actually really nice just to get that visual of what she would look like on the throne. Um, And Viserys is sitting next to her, not in front of the throne when you're looking straight on. So um, that was just one like visual thing that I noticed right away uh, that I thought was really cool. And then, you know, we're kind of greeted with the, uh, you know, noble families, um, the Lannisters, the Hightowers, et cetera. Um, And then I believe... Damon comes in or Lanor comes in first. Lanor and and his family come in first. And I think it's really boots because they call him the King Consulate. And I was like, ooh, the Queen Consulate, but the King Consulate. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this gender bendy shit. Get yes, over here. It's great. It's fucking uh, great. Yeah. Uh, but then Damon shows up, you know, a little smug. Oh. 
as per usual. Yes, smug and sexy that man is. God, he should just, he looks like he should be smoking, like his whole body should (laughs) just be smoking all of the time because he is a sultry bitch, that Matt Smith. Oh my gosh, he is hot. Edward Cullen, Um, make it smoke. Yes, make it smoke and way hotter. Jeez, no offense, Robert Pat, but um, Matt Smith, there's something sex, there's just so much sex appeal oozing out of his pores. And he walks in and it's just like the way that he like walks and hangs his head and smirks and, you know, and Viserys is like, again, trying not to be confrontational. It's just like, fuck it, pull him up a seat. You know, um, he's back because his wife is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, you know, doesn't congratulate anybody. Doesn't say anything, just sits down and, you know, Rhaenyra kind of looks at him quickly and then immediately fixes her attention um so the Sarah starts his speech yeah Yeah. hey thanks for coming we're so glad you're all here type shit you know the normal wedding shit that you do when you're saying hello to everyone um and he's talking and he's like it's so great to unite the Targaryen and Valyrian house but right in the middle of him saying the houses who the fuck walks in who the fuck could it be? Mm. Stupid ass Allison. Yeah, that fucking bitch. Bitch. Gosh. I oh. mean, I it. it was super epic. It was such a power move. I was like, oh, it really, really was. I, I know. I actually don't hate her for it at all. I think no, I love really it. with that entrance, she she stepped into her power for sure. And I think, you know, the showrunners did that very, very well. Even, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was good tension to, um, just from like a viewership, you know, wise way, but, you know, Viserys stopping talking and then the drag that oh, we had, yeah. the silent drag of like, what's I going on? Because you, so Viserys is also sick. So I'm like, oh my God, did he just go brain dead? You know what is, I mean? Like it, it's, yeah, it's is question, he question, question mark, question mark. And yeah, then, yeah. you know, everybody starts looking where he's looking and, and then we, we see her and just the, the, like the vision that she is yeah. because she looks fucking stunning in that yeah. dress. The stature, it was, yeah, she looked stunning. That green wears well on her. I mean, she oh looks good God. in a lot of other stuff. My favorite was that red fit with the red choker, but the green, the emeraldy of it, I was yes. like- it- especially like with her hair color it's just like yes. that they were perfect she looked like christmas um but like a sexy christmas holiday you know what i mean Love like royal sexy christmas holiday. yeah 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 like christopher street on the 1970s new york city but like make it christmas you know just like yeah. very I was sexy. like sexy wicked witch yes I like, well Ooh. i called her the wicked witch in my notes because oh. <laughs> she fucking is but um yeah I was like god who is this green wicked witch of the west right here and like honestly I want to look up if old town is I think it's south technically but it would have been really funny if old town was west of um king's landing because then she really would be the witch of the west but oh my god yeah yeah she looks stunning she comes in she walks in everyone's silent of course because she's the queen that everybody has to stand up in the middle of this man's speech. She just undermined the shit out of him, undermined the shit out of Rhaenyra and Lenor. just mm-hmm. like, was just like, fuck you bitches. I'm late to the party and I don't care. 
And I think it was a huge power move. I actually was like, if I liked you, I would applaud. Right so now. it's really cute because they foreshadowed it when uh, in the beginning, when they're saying hello to Jason Lannister, they're talking about going to battle and they're like, oh, the reason women aren't in battles because they would never, they'd be late because it takes them forever to get ready. Yes. And I thought that was a nice play on Allison showing up, especially as just, I mean, I'm sure she's gorgeous even in pajamas and her hair and a pony yeah. like Drake's be saying <laughs> but uh you know like the level of like beauty I was like oh that took time of course she's gonna be fashionably late yeah yeah that's a nice um, thing like yes that. so <laughs> um I think we're, you know, we kind of go on. Viserys finishes his speech. You know, it's just a mediocre, basic ass speech. Um, and, you know, everybody claps. And then I think we immediately cut to the dance. Well, okay. Just quickly, there was two little things. Oh, um, yes. Allison actually coming up to the table. Which, well, right. Yes. She, she comes up to the table. And actually, while she's walking too, they do cut to Laris and Sir Harwin together and basically Lara says to Sir Harwin do you know what it means or like do you know what color old town flies when they like go to war and he's like green and Mm -hmm. she was all green so she's basically like saying like you know I know you betrayed me like I'm pissed at you like I'm the only one here and like I it's me against the world yeah that was the vibe that I got and then she gets up to the table and this is this is where I really started Hey, this is what turned me. I, you know, the fucking stopping of everything was a power move. I was like, okay, queen, like you're a bitch, but like this was amazing. And then mm. she says, in her, which I think is so funny that she's being such a bitch, but it's in such a soft, supple, like demure person. Yes. Like, congrats, stepdaughter. Ugh. That I wanted to jump through the screen and rip her fucking eyeballs out. I was like, seriously, I was like, so I watched this for the record. I watched this on the plane back from, I was flying back from Spain and I, I did not have streaming availability at all while I was out. So I had to wait to watch this episode. And so I'm watching it on the plane. Everyone around me is sleeping and I loudly <gasps> like inhaled and woke up two people because I couldn't believe the audacity this fucking girl had. I couldn't believe it. I was, yeah. I wanted to barf and throw my phone and beat the shit out of her all at the same time. I was like, because first of all, I'm the kind of person I absolutely loathe passive aggressiveness. I cannot stand it. And I understand that in this world, it's really only the only kind of aggressive that you can be, you know, you you have to be like, you have to just move dirty. And I think that that was just such a a shot at Rhaenyra and, and Rhaenyra sees it too. You could see it like very clearly on her face that she sits down and kind of looks scared because she's like, Yep. whoa what just changed you know yeah. like, like what happened um yeah so that was uh gosh I hated it I hated yeah, it so much. I literally wrote down I was like I was rooting for Allison and now this bitch is done mm-hmm. done um so now the dance begins and yeah. one thing I just want to point out before we get into it uh we I, I'm sure you watched probably inside the episode 
Um, I really like this. And I noticed it even before I watched the inside of the episode, but dance gets progressively faster and more chaotic as the scenes, (coughs) excuse me, build up. Um, And it's really nice. I I watched this episode twice, maybe three times. uh, And it's just like going back and seeing it again. They did a very good job. It was very entertaining. You, You definitely felt immersed. I felt like I was in it like dancing I was at this party yeah Um, and I thought that like the filming was really cool and clever for that and even just like building up tension in in me as a viewer I was like oh shit like shit's oh my god oh I'm swinging you know like yeah it was very cool I really loved the music I loved the drums which is not something that we get a whole lot of um when it comes to like the scoring but, and we don't really hear a lot of music, like in Game of Thrones, we had a lot of singing, um, you know, the, like the Lannister song and all that stuff. But uh, this was one of the first times that, you know, we were really just like immersed in the music of it. And we had a more court-like experience where they're all dancing together, which is Mm -hmm. traditionally what it was for, you know, the world back then. Um, So it was nice to see that sort of thing playing out. We, and we also have not seen that in any of the weddings previously in Game of Thrones. We, mm-hmm. you know, the actual celebrations of it, we really just see the ceremony and then the feast. Um, mm-hmm. So this was nice. It was a nice little thing. I like that Rhaenyra and Lenor did the first dance together. Lenor's suit, the embroidery on it, I was obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked so good. And I, you know, I wasn't the, the dance itself was a little obscure for me. Uh, you know, they definitely changed it from what a normal, um, I like liked it. you liked it <laughs> so much. I usually hate these classical dance scenes because I mean, like, yeah, the dance moves were weird, but like, it was a, it was a new weird. It was like a different weird. I haven't seen these weird moves. Yes. And yeah. I liked it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was different completely different so um I agree but yeah the music was great and it really like took you on a journey through that whole thing and I I liked that that was um you know I like that this was all one it felt like one movie itself you know from you know the scenes and and I like that the dance kind of broke up some of it and then we had the intertwining of like the characters talking throughout the dancing and that was it was really cool it must have taken them forever to shoot that like mm-hmm. I can imagine because you have all these people in the same room and et cetera, et cetera, and so many different dialogues happening at the same time um amongst people dancing around you like yeah it wasn't a shit show in that room the whole time during filming I um, appreciate it though like having that level of production with that many people in a such a small space I mean like we think it's the court but really it's just like you know like a large hallway that they're shooting in uh I don't know it's like it's a level of like chaotic control that has to happen um to get results like that and I'll just say offhand I just went to my first drag brunch it was amazing and it really reminded me of that that like chaotic control because it's it's a restaurant yeah which is already chaotic and performances and like timing and like yeah it 
to me because it was like food and a celebration I was like oh like a little drag brunch but yes house of yes. dragon yes exactly oh it's a dragon brunch Love it. A dragon brunch um yeah so it was it was really cool it was a cool scene um or cool scenes I should say I'm yeah. really happy that they did it the way that they did it um, and then, yeah, getting into like all the dialogues that were happening. Oh, well, first I want to say while Rhaenyra and Lenor are dancing, we get another steamy ass look from Damon to oh. Rhaenyra, like, and he just smirks a little bit and he looks like, um, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound horrible, but he looks like a proud dad that wants to fuck her. You know what I mean? Like oh, he's just God. like, I that. Look at her growing up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. coming into her own confident as ever. And like, he just looks pr- like he, the way that he looks at her is so endearing because you can tell, you know, you really just know that he really does care about her a lot. But I yes. think that, you know, it's, it's past, obviously it's past a point of just, uh, familial, um, care, but you know, he's attracted to her too. So it's, it, you know, it's kind of like, there's like love there. I I think actually they always were. I mean, like, look, it's, it sucks because like she wasn't, you know, like of age. So it's weird to talk about. It's like a little bit inappropriate for us because we're in modern times. And like, this isn't a setting where it's, it's like hard to wrap our brains. Do you think that they were both it was more familial before anything ever even happened. Mm-hmm. They both had something for each other from the get. Yeah. That's um, I, and I do agree that like, I think your wording was a little bit harsh there and it's fine. It's no worries. You know, but I was harsh. Yeah. About... But like I do. Well, I mean like, yes, it's parental, uh yeah that he's attracted to her but I think you were right in the fact like he taught her something Mm -hmm. about life and he's very proud like oh you know like even if I'm not with her at least I showed her something that like she can be happy in Mm -hmm. and and she can you like utilize her situations and adapt to them in ways that she wouldn't have known how for unless somebody showed her that path and I'm glad it was me because I trust that I'm showing her a path that's probably the best for her. I know that people had qualms with like her, you know, taking her out on the town. Like, yeah, he was trying to corrupt her. But for me, I always, I had felt more like he was really trying to show her like life can be dangerous and this is what's out here. And this is what people are saying. And this is what a brothel is like. Like you should know these things before you assume the throne. Yeah, no. And no one else was going to show her. I mean, we were all guarding her from that. So, you know, and, and clearly it really took that for her to even be anywhere near like remotely okay with where her life is going and like her responsibilities um, so yeah, I really, I love the dynamic between Rhaenyra and Damon. Um, you know, yeah. I'm just like we all do. forever. I don't know if that's their official ship name, but you know, Wait, um, their ship name. Oh no. Well, I said, I don't know if, if Demira is their uh, official ship name, but that's what I just called them. Oh my God. Demira. I actually really like that as just as a, as a standalone name. I feel like that's what all Targaryens just do is they just put two pre-existing names together and make a new name. I think they do. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, but I also felt that way. I was like, why are these names so similar? And I started like looking at the family tree. Well, and I was yeah, like, it's like, yeah, no, seriously. It's like, okay, you take 
you take Aegon and you take Viserys and you get Eris, you know? So yeah, it's, yes. it's just, you just take, like, they just use the same beginnings and ends and just swap them out. Um, yeah. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of yes. this dance yes. of the celebrations of the wedding. So after the first dance, everybody joins the dance floor as per usual, just like we do today. Um, and there's a there's a lot of things that are happening but basically they all start dancing like they start dancing with other people and the little gay boyfriend of Lainor realizes who Rhaenyra's paramour is and paramour yes. is the word that they use basically like who her love interest is yes yeah um it jumps around a little bit uh we see that Sir Gerald it cuts to Sir Gerald and Damon like they're people are dancing they're off the dance floor because damon is still sitting but Mm -hmm. gerald is kind of like on the dance floor but like out of the way yeah 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 and he confronts damon yeah yeah he basically confronts damon about lady Rhea's death because she is known to be a very good horseback rider like an accident like what happened to her is very 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 unlikely mm-hmm. um and basically what they explain it to be is that she was bucked off her horse and her neck and head were crushed now yeah. we didn't see that in the beginning but we did see damon pick up a rock i mean he took his opportunity yeah for sure for sure um yeah so then you know he's confronting damon about a damon as being the you know the prick that he always is and you know basically like before um before the other dude leaves, I don't know his name. Um, he Damon is like, Oh, well, I'd stand to inherit something now. And so he stands to inherit what runestone. Yeah. Because so they never had any heirs and yeah. she died. Yep, exactly. So um, and he's like, So I'll see you back over there, like when I'm ready to collect that. So it's like not only was Damon getting out of a loveless marriage that was only holding him back from pursuing other things, especially more like selfish endeavors, um, mm-hmm. marriages and such. But, you know, now he has official lands too. So, yes. I mean, he stood to inherit a lot from her death. I actually question why he didn't kill her sooner. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, we get- By the way, let me just point out, I'm so fucking mad that they made Lady Rhea sound like she was a freaking goblin that needed to be stowed away in a dark place at all times because you just couldn't look upon her ugliest face. <laughs> she was so cute. She was beautiful. Don't ever totally. do Lady Rhea like that. Her strong, bold, beautiful self. God, yeah. she was so pretty. I was so, and I'm like, is it because she doesn't have blonde hair? You fuck. I hate you. But yes. his his favorite whore was a brunette. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think that <clears throat> Lady Rhea probably just hated him. And- yes, exactly. And he, you know, just he just belittled her because, you know, she clearly made him feel some type of way. So, um, okay. So then I'm not sure exactly what happens af- right after this, but I believe, I mean, I know that just speaking of Damon, because it was really in and out who talks to who and and we'll go over all of the conversations but it might not be in exact order so um, I, I have some notes and they're they're pretty much chronological so but you're correct we will get to all the things but basically the next thing 
that happens is Lena, she kind of like, she had been glancing over at Damon um, and she goes to the dance floor. And basically it's like a, it's beckoning him. She's beckoning yes. him to the dance floor by doing that after she made those glances. Um, and it's really nice because of course he follows because Lena is fucking gorge. Oh my God. Yeah. She's beautiful. God. And her dress, honestly, the whole Valerian family looked flawless. I was like, I wow. Lo- well, I loved the way that they dress and I loved just the costumes throughout first of all this whole show but then like specifically in this scene when you're seeing so many people dress formally side by side oh. whereas you know she looks just like decadent and beautiful and you know just ornate and then he you know Damon gets up and he's just in black and red like a kind of very basic suit-esque mm-hmm. thing um you know so the way that they contrasted was like this man is a manly ass man and this woman is a very like feminine woman but yeah. I do like that she is very flirty with him well, she's feminine but she's strong yeah she is she reminds yeah. me of Rhaenyra in a weird way yeah. like energy reminds me of Rhaenyra I'm like oh you're like you're feminine but you're not fearful and Rhaenyra was n- she's not fearful like that you know like uh Lena's a dragon rider yeah you know so like she's just not scared of much um but it's really cute and I loved this little quote again like I think that they're just doing such a nice job playing with like gender and LGBT shit this season and like it's just like cool and fun and like I just like what he says to her when he's like oh like you're almost as pretty as your brother because obviously fucking Lenor is also beautiful like just gorgeous Mm -hmm. and I just like I thought that was really funny I was like oh Damon like you're like you do what you want you know like you're obviously attracted to women but like you I mean I kind of so so many people took that I think and then there's another bit that like it's a screenshot where it looks like there's a guy sitting on his lap so like now everybody's like oh you know our fluid king Damon Damon I don't really know I didn't take that comment as really like open to you know like any any sort of no I don't think so either I think think it was was just funny like you know it was just a joke yeah I think it was more playful than anything but I just seeing for Damon for who he is I could see him being fluid as fuck for sure like I'm like yeah 100% I could too um I will say the one thing that I thought, and really we've talked about this on previous episodes, but like Damon is the only one bringing any fucking humor to this show. Um, so far, hope that changes. But um, he, she says, you know, she's doing a little dance around him and he, and she says, um, you know, I'm sorry to hear about your, your wife's, you know, your lady wife's passing. And he said, don't be, I wasn't. Yeah, I know. And it was fucking, I cackled, I fucking cackled. And mind you people, I will say it again. I was watching this on a plane. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, I laughed so hard. And it's, so I'm just like, God, just Damon being Damon. It was wonderful. I loved seeing him flirt with her and it be genuine, like, and reciprocated nice. on both sides. It was nice to see him in that where it's not, he wasn't completely dominating her and she wouldn't have let that happen anyway. Oh, I thought she was leading. Oh, she I, was. I like, yeah, she, she was leading him. him right after that. She was like, oh, well, like, 
something along the lines of like we don't know each other well but like perhaps that should change yeah and I was like oh yeah oh like it's like butterflies yes oh. um so uh where do we go from here I think this is when we okay have so Joffrey yes so I just want to write that at this point, the music and scenery is heating up and it's getting faster and more chaotic. Something that I had mentioned before, but I like wrote that in the notes. So right after we, you're right, we switched to uh, the little gay boyfriend whose name is Joffrey and he confronts Kristen, mm-hmm. Sir Kristen, and fucking, it's weird because he, he basically tells him like, oh, I know that you're interested in the princess and just so you know like the prince is very important to me and like we should make a pact to one another that like we're going to protect them and ourselves mm-hmm. so it's weird to me that Kristen got so fucking mad because it didn't feel like a threat like it, i it, mean i agree it didn't like don't fuck up you know like yeah um I don't know he was not aggressive about it and no in fact I think that you know honestly I think that Sir Joffrey fucked up by being so forward without even knowing Kristen I agree on just the blatant assumption just because Kristen was staring at Rhaenyra when she was dancing so um he could have easily been just in love with her and never have Mm -hmm. you know obviously he was right about it but still the point he was very forward and I was like oh boy 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 this is not going to be good um like because Kristen is fragile right now yeah uh and he honestly he was probably second. thinking I could die at any moment if yes. Allison tells the king what happened I'm dead you know right. so like you know he's he like he's just at a very fragile point and a very vulnerable point, you know, he's recently heartbroken, recently confessed yes. when he didn't fucking have to, you know, all these, like all these things, it's, it's such a buildup. And I'm like, Sir Joffrey, you stupid, stupid little yeah, boy. That was like, too forward of him. So yeah. then, oh God, this it's so crazy. It gets so chaotic the way it cuts scenes in the music. So then we cut to Sir Harwin, who is fucking fine. Oh, God, daddy. Mm-hmm. God, he is so mm-hmm. sexy. I meant to say this a few episodes ago, but because he hasn't gotten a lot of screen time, I keep forgetting to say it. But fuck, he's yummy. Yeah. Anyways, he is about to dance with Rhaenyra. And I was like, hell yeah. And then who cuts in? Damon. Immediately. They don't even get a one step, not even a two step. And Damon's like, hang on, hang on. I need to dance with my fucking niece. Yes. Oh God. And that uh, was hot too. And I'm just like, Rhaenyra, I am living vicariously through having all of these such sexy men just just fucking oh, swooning all around you. Yes. What a life. Like, no yeah. wonder she's like, I'm gonna stay right here. This yeah. is a great spot for me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really nice in the scene. So of course they're speaking high Valyrian to one another, which is already sexy. Mm-hmm. But- Secondly, I really wanted to point out that, um, you know, we're women. So it's always tantalizing to like, see the man be like, you know, just do this and do, you know, it's like, it's, it's sexy to hear that demand. I was so impressed and it was so nice to see a woman giving that like, and and it, it really, you know, I'm not gay, but sometimes I fucking question it. I'm like, wow, like that was hot. Yeah. Fucking Rhaenyra, like 
she was like, yeah, in High Valyrian, you're probably armed right now. Why don't you just cut through my father's King's Garden and take me to Dragonstone and fucking marry me? Yeah, I <laughs> it loved was- it. It gave me, this is exactly what I would say if I was her. Like it gave me myself back to me. And, um, and I'm not like, it was just nice seeing her dominate him knowing all that she knows, you know, having the experiences that they've had together and just, just really giving it back to him. But like also her being so small in stature compared to him and him just like being just like close up, you know, her head was almost on his chest basically. And just looking down at her, like trying to be like, make himself bigger to her and her just like looking back up at him being like, yeah, then just do it then. Like you won't, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just like very, like what they call in the BDSM world, like a brat, just being such a brat about it. Like just testing (laughs) the fuck out of him. And he obviously wasn't going to do all that, but it was, it was nice. Like just this, this tug and pull that they have um you know it's just it's really good like they really they really match each other's like meet each other at that level they're they're you know parallel as fuck when it comes to that like looks a little proud to be tested like that though like he's like oh like you're gonna like I don't know it looks like he enjoyed like the the tempt like the being pulled at like that yeah I yeah. don't know. Like, and I he, love a man that loves that. Talks, he had like that little smirk still. He like grabs her fucking face. Oh, so hot. Like, uh, so out. hot. At this wedding party, her wedding party. And, oh, and you know, God. it's kind of far away. So like Viserys and there's so many people like blocking the view. So Viserys and like Allison can't like they catch it, but they can't really see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It was all oh, very hot. So, so hot. Like, yes. oh, geez, 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 geez. I really, really hope we get great sex scenes with her and Damon. I I'm just, I'm praying for it. If we don't get it at all in this series and like, I'm happy it's a slow burn. I really like, I almost know it's going to happen. So, um, you know, I'm happy that it's, it's, there's a lot of like buildup with them. I'm actually really, really curious to see when we get the character change next week what the chemistry is going to be like that with the older Rhaenyra and the current Damon, you know, if they're going to have that same like on-screen sexual chemistry, because it is on fucking fire right now. It's so good. It's so good. Um, okay. All right. Let's move on. Sorry. There's a lot more to get to. (laughs) Well, yes, yes and no. This is kind of the, the the end of it. Yeah. Okay. So screams break out for some pushing and shoving. We see Rhaenyra, um, she's calling out for Lainor. She's like, Lainor, like, you know, like, because everyone's getting pushed around. They're separated. Um, she gets, like, pushed to the ground. He gets fucking pushed to the ground. He tries to get up. Who hits some fucking Sir Criston? Hits, mm-hmm. like, smashes him out of the way and is beating up little gay boyfriends. Yeah. Such so a shock. And we were like, what the fuck? He pulls out his knife, Sir Joffrey, and basically... It was very Oberon moment. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, I mean, like, and, yes. Um, you know, yeah. So I would say the first time that I watched this, uh, cause I watched this episode twice. And when I watched it again, I actually put it on my computer so I could turn the brightness all the way up because that scene on my TV, the whole wedding scene was so dark for me. Um, but when I was watching it on my phone, it was so confusing 
because it was just chaos. And I had no idea what was going to happen, like what was happening. And I really kind of wish that they would have given more of like an inkling that Kristen was going to attack Joffrey um, while they were having that, you know, that altercation, you know, the conversation, Mm -hmm. Um, because it really was like, what the fuck is going on? And then of course we see that it's Kristen um, beating the shit out of him, you know, literally beating the absolute face off of that man. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I loved the way that he did it. I think that the actor is phenomenal. Um, Fabian Frankel is his name, the one that plays Kristen and, you know, the, like, you can just see the pain in his eyes and like, he was just done. Um, I do want to say I'm calling out differences between the show and the book, but, um, in the book, the wedding happens as as normal and in the tournament is actually where Kristen kills Joffrey and he does it almost with the same intention you know like mm-hmm. he's pissed off and he's just trying to get back at Rhaenyra and Lenor both really like he's so that's one of the differences um which kind of changes the the trajectory of the entire wedding for the show yeah um as we see but uh yeah so, so- so all the chaos is going on and Viserys is like, where's Rhaenyra? And then fucking his right-hand man, who we can never remember the name of, is like, gives like Sir Harwin like a fucking nod and Sir Harwin's sex ass mm. fucking starts punching people and just like oh. moving through the crowd, picks up Rhaenyra, throws her over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> And drags her out of there to safety. It was hot. Yeah, it was. Um, the the hand of the king, his name is Lionel Strong. And uh, oh. I looked it up. Um, and the yeah. son, uh, Lord Harwin, is Harwin Strong. That's, that's his full name. So he's the son of the hand of the king. He's also uh, uh, Laris's brother. So that's right. the dynamic between the three of them. But yeah fucking hot so hot and i actually didn't realize until this episode that he was the same man that rhaenyra when damon takes her to yes, you know yes. the, to flea bottom um he's the same guard that she runs into that says you know that warns her and yeah, like be careful next time boy yeah exactly which was just also fucking hot i'm like yeah. yes yes like she knows that man can keep a secret um hell yeah yeah and then uh he was also the guy when she comes back with the hog for Aegon's um for you know the the name day hunt um when she comes back she's all bloodied and she just looks like a total badass and he is the only one of everybody that's staring at her that smirks at her like yeah bitch you did that you know And God, so he is just, I'm just fucking here for it. I'm like, I think, you know, he's going to be such a supporting character for her. And I'm, he's so fucking hot. Holy shit. He's so hot. It's the hair. I I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, it was great. We loved it. Um, But then immediately the episode pretty much ends with. Well, we have this situation with Chris. Right. Yeah. With a couple things. So. We, it, you know, the crowd dissipates and Lainor sees his dead lover and, you know, the wail that he lets out. God, I have to give that actor a lot of kudos. I think it's always hard for men to do emotion like that on screen really well. Um, Like, 
it takes a lot for me to be convinced and like we don't see him scream but like the, it was good I was like oh, okay like I'm, I'm kind of convinced here mm-hmm. um so I just it was sad it sucked and basically they cut to them being wed yeah right away yeah um yeah shotgun wedding Viserys was not trying to have any part of that and I think honestly it wasn't a lot of it I think was about the drama and the chaos that happened he was like let's just get this over with but I think also he saw Damon grab her face and he was like this man is dangerous for my daughter he will corrupt her I need to get this this girl married ASAP that's this man's around you know yeah so um so then we're also side by side through the wedding. We see Kristen walk outside, take off his armor as he's walking out and go to stab himself with um, a dagger in the stomach. And Allison walks out and, you know, and he just looks so pained and I feel bad for him. Um, and I think that, you know, Allison walking out and catching him uh, you know, it's almost like a look of relief on his face. Like he just fell in love all over again. Kind not, not well, in, that's the wrong way of putting it, but it's almost like us, like save she saved. Yeah. It. I think he looked at her in relief. Like yes. it felt very like angelic. And I think even when she came out, she, the look on her face was actually to me like more tender. She was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like not that like this is not worth that yep you know um which yeah. I thought you know like Allison she's evil right like we fucking hate her and it took me forever to get there I'm so sorry everyone but like the, again like this moment like she might be bad but she doesn't like she doesn't want to put people to death you know like that's yeah, exactly. not her mo yeah I I really don't think Allison is uh an all-around I don't think she's a bad person. I think that she is the the villain in this story, but you know, when it comes to Rhaenyra, um, but I don't think that she is inherently, I, you know, we already kind of talked about this, but I don't think that she's a bad person. She doesn't seek ill will against other people. It's really just, she now thinks she feels betrayed by Rhaenyra. And I don't think that she has a right to feel as betrayed as she does, but um, which I think is where the problem is. But she doesn't, you know, she's not out for blood. She's not out for badness. She doesn't want badness. She seeks goodness. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think that, um, you know, I think with like, even with Kristen, he just kind of snapped. And I I think it was just a snap judgment thing. And, um, you know, but I don't think that he's necessarily a bad person either. I don't think either of them are or will be, but you know, it's just, they're just kind of the, the, it's just, you know, we just got Allison's like villain origin story and she's the villain in this one, I think. So, um, yeah, so we have that. And then, you know, then we kind of finish up the wedding and poor Lenore is, is sobbing while they're reading their vows. Yeah. Um, and then another gasp moment, the second one that I had is, uh, Viserys fucking drops to the ground i know (laughs) and his fucking little crown falls off i mean it's all very foreshadowy to me i'm like okay like fall of like the ruler his crown getting knocked like i'm like okay like we know that some shit's gonna happen Mm -hmm. you know Um, he's gonna die he's gonna get knocked off the throne somehow 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I like that was, I think like the biggest one, you know, the, the biggest like cliffhanger of the season so far. So, you know, um, but yeah, no fucking Royal weddings. And like, really, I think that like with one of the things that I didn't appreciate and I understand why they did it where they had, um, where they had Kristen fight, you know, or kill Joffrey at the actual, you know, during the celebration and not after at the tourney um, is because first of all, they needed to put it, they wanted to keep it all in one thing, like one long sequence story. Um, So having it be the next day, but then also when you watch the inside the episode, it says, uh, you know, the screenwriter says that he, it wouldn't be Game of Thrones if we didn't have a shitty wedding. And honestly, I'm just like, I understand, but like, don't do it just to do it. Like, you know, like keep some integrity if you can. Um, you know, I hate to be so like complaining about it. And I know that it's not game of Thrones, but like, don't try to be game of Thrones. If you're not game of Thrones and this is not game of Thrones. Okay. This is house of the dragon. That's true. And like, there's many other weddings that we could go over and like, I don't know. Have a good wedding. We'll get to that in the next fucking podcast though. So (laughs) everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for being little whores with us and gushing over Sir fucking hot wind and dynamite Damon and Sir sexy Kriston. Like, fuck hey, dude. Also good looking. I will Uh, say that that's probably the best thing about the series so far they're giving us a lot of man candy and i will say thank you yes they are um yeah definitely so you guys can follow us uh on instagram at hb.hose twitter hb underscore hose email us at hose at hbhose.com um you know we're always here we're always online we're always talking so uh, hit us up and then we should going forward all of the episodes will be recorded on time as per usual no vacations at least until the end of these two seasons also if you're watching lord of the rings rings of power check out our podcast on that you can find it at the same channel hell yeah love you guys bye, bye.